a Lifetime Original Podcast. Or is it the Quaker Oats rice cake chips? So like a thin, an extra thin rice cake. They're That's just the tiny rice cakes. Does it I'm taste starving. like sour cream and onion though? Like, is it a real yeah. flavor? Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's coated in the flavor. <laughs> <laughs> I love a Lifetime movie. He only died six months ago. So if he was reincarnated, he would be a six month old baby, right? What are you saying? This is your life. Tanya does a lot of thinking with her vagina. Yeah, 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 yeah. Clitoral thinking. Welcome to Santa Barbara, bitch. When you're abroad, you take no guff. I would rather someone think I'm like nice and be dead. (laughs) (laughs) Feel that, Annie? Huh? Do you have wings? No, I don't have wings. Sure you can fly? Yep, I'm pretty sure. Come on, everybody can fly. It's easy, I'll teach you. What are you doing, stop! Tanya, what the hell are you doing? Please stop, Jake! This isn't funny! <gasps> Hello, Lifetime lovers, and welcome back to another episode of I Love a Lifetime Movie. I am Megan Gailey, joined by my beloved co-host, Naomi Ekparrigan. Wow, thank you so much for saying that I'm beloved. That's beloved beautiful. by me, by love by the world. <laughs> Meg, you're looking very good, darling. Thank you. I um I got my first wax in 14 months. That is huge. You're Ooh. you're really doing it. You're coming back. You're coming back I, vaxed and waxed, baby. I am vaxed and waxed. And I tipped this lady a cool 40% you for what to. she had to get into. Yep, yep. And she, and she was like, any, how long has it been? You know, like they're trying to, <laughs> what is, this is classic me. I did get Botox and a wax before I made a dentist appointment. <laughs> That is so funny. You know, the only the one thing I'm doing first, I'm getting my hair done. So I have my second shot and then exactly two weeks after, okay, when I'm fully inoculated, honey, I wrote the hair lady. I go, hi, I need you to bring me back from the brink. What is your first availability? (laughs) And so she was like, come at 9 a.m. when they open. She was like, we're going to need to start strong. 9 a.m.? And it's an hour away, Meg. I am literally oh, traveling an hour. And you know I don't drive. Yes, listeners, you're going to drive. So I'm taking a lift. So this is two firsts. <gasps> getting in a stranger's car and going to a salon for the first time in 14 wow. months. I wonder if there's been any talk amongst the beauty industry of them being like, these first appointments back do we need to raise prices like they're having to deal you know like when you have like short hair sometimes it's like it's this price long hair it's this price I'm like everybody is coming in (laughs) curly sue and we need to be dumped in a bathtub you know like (laughs) like scrubbed a dub like we honestly maybe all of us should just like walk through a car wash (laughs) and then and then go but I do I feel I feel for the beauty industry right now they definitely could charge more and we would pay it when you you got your first wax in 14 months was this the person you normally see or somebody different this is this is something um I'm I I like to change up who I see because I don't want them to I don't know there's something where I'm like I don't care I like them all Uh and if they want to see me down there then I'm I want to see them no preference. No preference. <laughs> well, you guys, I'm going to say it again in case I glossed over it. Today, Megan and I are talking about the movie Deadly Mile High Club. Oh, the, just let that title sink in. Mm-hmm. You feel it? Mm-hmm. You hear that? Mm-hmm. Deadly mm-hmm. Mile High mm-hmm. Club. Now, if you have not seen it yet, it's on Lifetime Movie Club, so you have no excuses. 
But if you have not seen it, let me break it down. Obsessed with a handsome student, a deranged flight instructor tries to destroy the people in his life and make him fall in love with her. Whoo! I mean, this movie to me, it did not disappoint. It no. did not disappoint. It was not hyperbole. You know, when I see the word deranged, I think, all right, calm down. But then mm-hmm. you watch this movie, and you're like, oh no, deranged is accurate. Uh-huh. Deranged and and is accurate. everything in the title happens. It is deadly, and they are in the Mile High Club. Absolutely. And also, super exciting, you guys. At the end, we're going to be featuring real people who have called in to tell us their most wild, true life lifetime story. So just get ready for that. It's going to be amaze. Okay, y'all, Megan and I are getting ahead of ourselves. I'm just so jealous she got a wax. We about to get into it. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So we open our film. We have two pilots. They're flying. They're in a tiny plane in a treacherous storm. Now, this is like, I, 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 I don't know. I, it's not PTSD, but I get, there is something about very tiny planes that I'm mm-hmm. like, no, 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 no. We know that's not good. And then you see it. Storming, not good. Right. So, so a crash happens. Mm-hmm. And then we get the credits. And then Tanya, who is going to be our... Well, she starts the protagonist, ends up the antagonist. We meet her. She is in a mammoth hospital. She is scratched, bruised. She is in intensive care. Well, to clarify, mammoth is a place. It's not like an extra big hospital. Because when I hear mammoth hospital, I go, is it giant? Is it is it old? (laughs) She's in a hospital. It's true. Just in mammoth, the location. In a a giant hospital. Mm -hmm. And she asks the nurse, where is her co-pilot, her companion? And the nurse says that he did not make it. Oh, God. And you see her. And I will say this because I think they do well. The opening scene, especially as you said, right? Like not liking a small plane, but then also because it was like all very like close up shots, you know, and it was like uh-huh. really tight. It was like you, you're in the plane. And you're like, Jesus Christ, I feel like I'm in this with them. And then they like close up on her so intently, you know, and she's like bloody and crying. And I was like, oh, good God. She's and then done. there's very upbeat music. <laughs> like it goes from like he did not make it to like. And you're like, what? We're in Hollywood, Hollywood. <laughs> it's six months later. Only six months. Just we six are, months. We are in LA. We are getting B-roll of the Hollywood sign, the yeah. Santa Monica Pier. This is where Naomi and I live. We waved. We love we waved. <laughs> and after and six months later, we're not we're no longer with Tanya, our surviving mm-hmm. pilot. We're now in like a warehouse and we see a cute young worker. You know, he's got his clipboard. I don't know, honey, working hard for the money. But while that's happening, he hears his boss reprimanding another employee. Listen to this woman. Turn around and talk to me. When my water broke, I drove myself to the hospital. And the day after delivered, I was back in the job. So Tell your wife to suck it up. 
okay. Okay. For his, for, he's, she's mad for this guy's wife being in labor, which is like <laughs> such a fun way to be like, this is a bad person. I know. You know, like, <laughs> like I was like, I want, because they set up like, this is a bitch. Right, you know? right. Like, it's, it's got a little girl boss, but 98% they're trying to tell you there she's a bitch and then she's like tell her to deliver that baby yourself and you get your ass down here and i'm like margaret this is a part i want to play i was gonna say you definitely could be margaret except Thank margaret you. for me also she was like Mar- i don't know i felt like if it was like cruella Deville plus the nanny and with then like, like liza no minnelli yeah i was like- giving uh, yeah you're right. You're right. There was like a lot happening. She really had that bold red lip and she, she takes felt no prisoners. Broadway to me. Yes. You know, it felt very staged. Like she was like, what? <laughs> hey, get over here. And I'm moving my head around a yeah, lot. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. I just loved her. her Every song, time she came on the screen, I if, got excited. If she was in Broadway, her song would be called When You're Abroad. You yeah. know, yes. when you're abroad, you take no guff. You know, it's like that. Kind of, that's like her energy. So where you're, you're wondering, like, how are we going to meet Tanya? Again, when are we going to circle back to Tanya? Well, I wondered just, if she was the deranged one, this woman. I was yes, like, wait, well, maybe the deranged one is the woman yelling about She's me. definitely one of the deranged. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Jake has decided that is the cute hunk with the clipboard that mm-hmm. we saw. We see him kind of like creep away from this deranged boss. He has decided he's going to take flight lessons. And that is when we see Tanya. Tanya's the teacher. And Tanya is introducing herself to the class. She seems charismatic. You're like, okay, I would like to take a class from this person. You know, like if this was college and that was your professor, you'd be like, she's cool. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to flight school. My name is Tanya Jackson, and I will be your tour guide through this amazing adventure. <laughs> And then Tanya sees Jake and is just like, smitten kitten, smitten kitten. Zoomed in on him to the point where I was like, what are the other people in the class thinking? (laughs) (laughs) I know. It was so funny because she's like, I want to meet all of you. What's your name? Just Uh to Jake and no one else. Why do you want to learn how to fly? I've always been interested in doing it. I hear it's really tough, so I don't even know if it's possible for me. I just came by today to check it out and see if maybe there's... Jake? Yeah? It's possible. That's what I'm here for. And as she's meeting Jake, we also get a flashback to her meeting the long-haired co-pilot in the plane crash, and his name is also Jake. Well, there it is. There Mm -hmm. it is. There it is. Jake and Jake. And Jake, our current Jake, alive Jake, he, unlike Jake who died, he is like shy. He's awkward. He is an operations manager. And for some reason, Tanya is like very into it. And I, and I didn't get it. I didn't get it because then the next thing we see Tanya at home looking at photos of old Jake while also looking up new Jake. And she's convinced they're the same. She's convinced. She, yes, she is convinced that long-haired Jake died and then was reincarnated. But like it only he only died six months ago. So if he was reincarnated, he would be a six-month-old baby. Right? I think that's how reincarnation I, I, works. Yeah, I guess I have not <laughs> studied the science of reincarnation, but she has convinced herself she's going back. She's I love this. Like, she's going back between the two pictures. These men, let me warn you, do not look alike. At all. They do not look alike. That, to me, is the first sign Tanya is deranged. Because these (laughs) men do not look alike. So it's like, okay, now there's the derangement. She's off her rocker. 
But Jake, it knew Jake is hot and dead Jake was handsome. So if anything, it's she's just like, I guess she's not deranged because you're like, oh, she just likes hot guys. But like, you don't have to convince yourself that the hot, like, yeah, she is justifying her crush on this young hunk yeah. to be like, that's my dead boyfriend. And it's like, right. it's not. He's just hot and young. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So we, we, yes, we do get little planted seeds of her derangement. And then in this next scene, we meet a character <laughs> who is so important to this film. It is an inanimate object. They have zero lines. They cannot talk. And it is Jake's wife's pink fedora. So what'd your professor think of your outline? He liked it, but to qualify the dissertation, I have to interview more survivors. I've already done a ton of interviews. Tell me about it. This doctorate thing never ends. Woo! Woo! And again, the same way I'm gonna let the title sink in, I'm gonna let the phrase pink fedora sink in. Okay, and we're not talking baby pink. We're talking bright pink. Bright. Bright with a black band, Teddy. Pink fedora. And, and Annie, is that her name? Yes, Annie, Annie is Jake's Anne. wife. Anne is, is wearing this pink fedora inside their house while she's studying. That's what I don't get. That's what I don't really get about it. Because, it really again, this is now, to me, one of those things where it's like, is the fedora your personality? You know what I mean? Yes. Like, when people decide they want to have something. Like, I went to school with someone who wore shorts every single day of high school. Mm -hmm. That was mm -hmm. their thing. Yeah. And immediately, I'm like, divorce her. I don't yes. know. I just, I just said, divorce her. I did. And then you're like, divorce her even more when we find out that Margaret, the mean boss bitch, is Anne's mother. So Jake is working for his insane mother-in-law. Listen to this. Where the hell did you go this afternoon? Hi, Margaret. So nice of you to join us. Do you think you can leave work at 2 o'clock and I'm not going to notice? Mom, we don't talk about work when we're at home. Remember, we have an agreement. I mean, she is the worst. I hate her, hate her, hate her. And I don't understand... Like, because it's almost crazy because Annie seems like a nice person. Terrible taste in clothing, but a nice yes. person. Mm -hmm. And so... I just almost felt like, how did sweet Annie have a mother who is just so evil and overbearing? Like she was, you're right. Again, she was like straight out of Sleeping Beauty, Cinderella. Yes. Like it was very just oh, wicked yeah. stepmother energy. Maleficent. And oh, then God, she yeah. gives her 2K cash. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> She's like, here's $2,000. I'm like, Margaret. And like, Margaret, you would think the type of mom Margaret is that she would hate Anne too. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. she's like, no, Anne's great. And top to bottom, love her. Pink fedora, getting her masters. Can't find one thing wrong with her. I love her. Here's $2,000 cash. Dump this chump who I'm about to give my entire business to. I love her. I love her. Oh, God. She's so nuts. But then you sort of realize, again, Margaret's negativity, honey. Now, that does seem to be inherited. Because Jake starts to talk to Annie about his dream of being a pilot and apparently everyone <laughs> thinks he is dumb and cannot have anything. Can you please listen to Andy and Jake talk about Jake's dream? Do you really think you're going to learn how to fly? Aren't you supposed to know a little bit about math and, and physics? I mean, no offense, babe, but you barely graduated high school. <laughs> I mean, she was literally like, but you're dumb, babe, right? I know. You're I, I this and this is the first of like ten times when Jake is called dumb. Like it's a it's a reoccurring theme. In this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A motif. I, like you need to know how to fly a plane, and I, and I'm sure that's like very involved. I cannot do it. I'm I'm sure it's difficult, but it is not 
right. rocket science. Exactly. <laughs> like, I was just going to say, it's not Literally, it's not. It's, yeah. After this moment when Annie and Jake get into a fight and then she throws him out of bed, you know, and it's like, makes him go sleep on the couch. I'm like, Jake, honey, move out. Nobody loves you. You need to just make a whole new life. Yeah. Okay. So already I'm thinking this marriage is having some problems. Right. But then we see Jake again in flight school and he's now doing a simulation. And this is the moment I think I then turn right back onto Annie's side because literally Tanya is coaching him two millimeters away from his face. And she's going, turn left. Oh my God. And he's like not oh, doing it. She yeah. goes, no left. Oh yeah. No, no left. Okay, now take a left. So you're going to take your foot off the right rudder to come left. Uh, n- no, the right rudder to come left. Nope. Right rudder, not the left. So honey, the boy don't know his right from his left. So now I'm back on Andy's side and I'm like, you know what, baby, he can't do this. If you don't know left or right, this is not for you. And Tanya's so horned up for him. And it's yeah. like, girl, he doesn't know left and right. Like, right. find a different crush. <laughs> find a different person to pretend it is your dead boyfriend. I you know? know, like, project that onto someone who can count to 10 and knows left and right. Thank That's you. What I'm saying. But I still was very, very attracted to him. <laughs> like, I definitely was like, listen, Tanya, I get it, girl. Okay? I mean, and like, we're seeing the behind the scenes of his wife, and it's like, she wears a pink fedora and she throws him out of bed. I think you swoop in. Tanya, <laughs> swoop in. Okay. Tanya asked Jake to go up flying with her, like, right that second after yeah. school. A- after school, literally, school. <laughs> after like, flight school. And like... All, again, what are the other students in the class thinking? Like, <laughs> she's like trying to make out with him during the simulator. And then she's like, want to go up in my plane? So they go up in the plane. It's definitely, I don't know. They're going to Palm Springs. I think that's romantic because I got married there. Yes, absolutely. So I, th- I think it's peak romance. If someone's saying, I want to go to Palm Springs with you, I assume they're saying, I want to get married to you. <laughs> Well, her whole thing is like, I, you know, I've, I've got to make a drop off for a client, yeah. right? She's like, I'm going to do a delivery. You want to come with me for this delivery? And now look, I don't know much about flying, but don't you have to schedule stuff? Because you got to yes. let, you have to let air traffic control know what's going on. Yes. And she's over here being like, let's just go to Palm Springs. I know. And I was like, is that legal in the airplane world? Also, Tanya suffered a traumatic crash where she was in the hospital and her co-pilot slash love died. Mm -hmm. I don't know if six months off (laughs) is like enough time to then be teaching a class again. Like I'm not even talking about like taking her first flight. She's like, I, my face was scratched. I've barely healed. And now I'm teaching people how to fly. Like there should be maybe a longer waiting period. Well, I'm also going to say this. If that happened to you though, and then you are going to teach, I don't think you should go telling your students you crashed a plane and killed a man. And that is exactly what Tanya does to Jake. She tells him about her lover dying. And I just feel like if I was Jake, I would be like, um, I would like to take a class with someone else. Is that wrong? See what would happen. I would, I would be mad if I found out that they crashed and killed someone. Like if they didn't disclose that, I'd be like, oh. And so I would want them to tell us. And then I would feel too bad to leave the class. What are you saying? This is your life. Of course. And I, I would rather someone think I'm like nice and be dead. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Well, I'd be like, listen, Naomi, you got to sign up for this class. I feel really bad for my teacher. Her boyfriend died. (laughs) I'd be like emailing. I'd get like a thread going. Like, guys, I think we all need to take this class. They're going through something. <laughs> but then, 
of course, Jake is like, well, I guess you did something bad. Maybe I'll confide in you. And then he tells her about how him and his wife are fighting all the time. And listen to this. Really? There's a hotel around the corner. You know, if you want to just relax for a little bit. I, I can't. I should get home. So you can sleep on the sofa? So I can sleep on the sofa. Okay, Megan, I did not see that coming. I'm going to tell no. you that. I did not think yeah. she would tell him that quickly. Okay, we are like 15 minutes in and she's like, I, I want you. And he's like, my wife. Like, it's, I did not she's see that deranged. Coming. That's what I'm saying. She's not in her right mind. She should not, like, there, I, I do think there also is maybe something that's being toyed with too, where like Tanya's a very attractive, um, established, and is like older than Jake. And mm-hmm. so maybe it's that thing of like, I'm not wasting my time. Like, I see it. Uh-huh. I want it. I think that's an Ariana Grande lyric, so I'm not going <laughs> to finish it, but... <laughs> You know what I mean. I watch a lot of true crime, as you know. And I have seen shows where, like, for instance, someone gets in a tragic accident and it causes frontal lobe damage. That makes them crazy. So I literally thought that had happened to Tanya. I was like, okay, so Tanya has damaged her brain and that's why she is off the rails. I don't think we can rule out that that isn't what happened. Well, we're never told. So we're just meant to think that this woman is just, like, lonely and thirsty and I needed like a scientific reason because none of it was working for me yeah it would have been nice actually to see like a cat scan you're right yes to just because like it I'm on Tanya's side for like a lot of this film (laughs) even though we're not supposed to be because I'm like we don't know what's going on with her brain y'all we just don't we do not know we don't know if she saw a therapist is there a plane crash specialist there must be I'm sure. I'm there sure. There must be, but Okay, Jake. so after Jake being like, no, no, then he's like, yes. And they go to, they. she calls it a hotel, and it is not. It's, it's a, a very. Yeah, it's a motel at best. Motel yeah. at best. Um, And then they start to make out. They don't. Do you see them as having chemistry? <laughs> Um, no, but let me tell you why, though. Again, this goes back. To me, Jake, is he's a very passive participant in his own life. Other than flying, he doesn't seem to want stuff. So I think what I get when they're making out is, like, Tanya's so into it, and he's like, okay, because, like, he feels like a loser and everyone calls him dumb. So he, like, just really wants to feel pretty. And so Mm -hmm. he's, like, kind of going with it, but he's not into it, if that makes sense. Wow. Okay, it's it's ego-driven because he's just like, I need this. (laughs) And then he pulls away and he's like, I cannot do this. I can't. I'm married. I just, I'm sorry. I, I can't. And then I'm like, did they have to fly back together? Well, that's what I, I thought. This, I said, honey, you about to fly. You about to be 30,000 feet in the air with this woman. Are you sure you don't want to do a little something? Aren't I terrible? See, that's why I'm not good at dating. So I'm like. I mean, yeah, you don't want her to crash. Exactly. I don't want her to be upset. Because, because she pretends like she's cool with it. And then we yeah. see Tanya go in the bathroom and lose her damn mind. Mayday, latitude 37.9. Jacob Matthews. You didn't survive. Oof, that's all we, I, that's like a, a telltale of like someone is chill and then something happens in there and I think she like screams into a towel, yes, you know, yes. like, and like, the, I'm bringing this up because it always is to be like, they're crazy. And it's like, I've for sure done that. I've for sure been like, <laughs> okay. And then gone into like a pillow and been like, ah! and then been like, okay. 
great apps let's go like so i'm always triggered when that is used as like an example of psychological damage <laughs> okay and so now he's they didn't hook up it seems like it's gonna be fine and she's like we'll keep it a secret we'll never we never have to speak of it yes. you know what i mean and yes. so and then and then see and this is where she goes too far she's like you should bring annie to class i can take yeah. you guys on a flight right and and Jake is like, Jake's like, cool. Again, simple boy, naive yeah. boy. You just, uh, this woman just tried to have sex with you. Now you're going to bring your wife around? I know. I'm like, what? That's what I mean. Like, Jake is just, he's dumb. He brings his wife around. And guess what? She has the pink fedora on. <laughs> She's like, I'm going in a plane. I'm wearing my pink fedora. <laughs> and then, Tanya, though, is like starts to try to do some cool tricks in the plane, you know, like a couple of dives and a little yeah. like and um, and she, you know, she's like, you want to have some fun? And then, of course, uh, Annie and Jake are like, well, what are you doing? And then we see Tanya push Annie out of the plane. <laughs> and I literally go, it's begun. Because, again, this movie is not taking its time. So I thought it was real. Right. Come on, everybody can fly. It's easy. I'll teach you. What are you doing? Stop! Tanya, what the hell are you doing? Please stop! Guys, it wasn't real. It no. was Tanya's like dream. Fantasy. Her fantasy was to push Annie out of this plane. And so I was like, oh my God, okay, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Thank God. But again, if it had happened, I would have fully been on board and expect nothing less. But here's the best part. After they land, again, no one got pushed out the plane, but Tanya still did some tricks. Listen to Annie and Jake talking about Tanya. See you next Thursday, Jake. Okay, thanks, Tanya. That woman scares me, babe. She's fine. She's an adrenaline junkie, and I'm pretty sure she has a death wish. She's an incredible pilot. Okay, I'm going to say this right now. I don't know who Annie is calling an adrenaline junkie when she's wearing that pink fedora with a matching pink shirt. Okay, because that's a woman living on the edge. That's a woman who does not care. <laughs> she's an adrenaline junkie. You're exactly right, Naomi. <laughs> and listen, if you think we're done with this pink fedora, you better think again, because Tanya and Jake are up flying in the air and he's like oh that's funny we're right by my house and Tanya's like that is funny and then immediately immediately starts texting like that's Jake that's shady like you have to realize what's happening that is very shady to do that thank you I was like you are texting I was like also remember you have to remember you're teaching this man to fly the man yeah. who doesn't know left from right I'm gonna need you right. to put your phone down yeah, I'm gonna need he you to crashed focus. on the simulator. Okay, so we need you to not text and fly. And he's like, yeah, my house is that one right there. And at that very moment, we see someone in a pink fedora run out, grab the hand of a man, like do like a bachelor kiss, you know, like <laughs> a pick up normal a people, we kiss? just kiss. Yes, yeah. pick them up, swing them around <laughs> like we're in a musical kiss. And then pink fedora leads the man inside. And Jake is like, what? the heck i just also we just have to also talk about like you know how low can you fly that you can fully see a pink fedora in full do you know what i mean I, like what are you a hundred <laughs> feet off the ground is that okay i mean i am now again questioning tanya's ability to teach flying because he should not even be low enough to see his wife's pink fedora when i saw the pink fedora outside of the house i did it did go I think that may be someone else wearing the pink fedora. You did. I did not at I did. all. I was like, you I know did. what? She already called him dumb and made him sleep on the couch. And 
His mother-in-law is mean to him. Like, yeah. I thought it was just going to be all these things to be like, see, Jake, you should go be with deranged flight instructor. I did not think it was fake. I think that is correct. But I just was like, this pink fedora is so important. And why would they have had her in it? Like, they just like yeah. needed something that I was like, I'm I'm going to wait and see on this one. Well, I'm going to wait and see. It's funny because you say that about the fedora. And I feel that way about the next scene where Tanya is showing the medical kit to everybody in class. Being like, this is what's in a medical kit. And she points out that there's chloroform in it. Oh. Scalpels, splints, chloroform, tracheostomy kit, battery-powered defib, you name it. Now, we have an EMT seminar that covers everything in this kit, but do you guys have any questions? And I said, you know what? That's going to come back. I said, this is Lifetime, this is chloroform. It felt very Chekhov's chloroform. And that's how you feel about chloroform, and that's how I feel about pink fedoras. (laughs) Okay, so Tanya's still being thirsty, and then... We see these like two hotties, two like flight attendant hotties, and they approach Jake and they're like, hey, you should come to this different flight school's open house. It's run by Gonzo Rogers. (laughs) (laughs) Captain Gonzo Rogers. I'm going to let that sink in too. Now you've already heard the phrase Deadly Mile High Club, the phrase Pink Fedora, and now you get the name Captain. Gonzo Rogers. Ah! <laughs> okay, so J- Tanya's like, get out of here, you, you hotties. I know, but she was really, she was like, get lost. She was real yes. mad and like, like literally ripped up the pamphlet they gave him. Ugh. Like she was like, came in real hot. And I will say, you know, this is also happening on the heels of, you know, Jake confronted Annie about what he thought was the cheating. And Annie was like, I didn't do it. And he was like, yeah, we I- need to take a break. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Jake is already like, feeling bad and like doesn't know what he's doing with his life and is like my wife hates me they're separated he like goes to stay at his friend's house yeah and he also goes to meet gonzo rogers i mean i don't know if you got invited somewhere by a man named gonzo you're going right just to see actually no that face actually no (laughs) actually that is very much what i would call a red flag and that would be something i would not go to if you said to me hey girl party at gonzo rogers house i would be like no thank you and if i don't hear from you in 60 minutes i'm calling the cops like that's how i feel well, Jake went and I'd go too. And it is a party in an airplane hangar. I'm guessing mimosas. I'm guessing some snacks, maybe like cheese cubes, you know? I'm thinking Franzia. And Gonzo in- introduces himself to Jake. It's like, why would you care if this one guy, like he was like, they're like, you have to meet Jake. And he's like, oh, wow, let me meet this dummy whose mother-in-law <laughs> and wife thinks he's an idiot. If you want to be top gun material, this is where it's happening. Got it. Penelope, show them the simulator. Absolutely. Classes start Sunday at 0200. See you on the flight line, amigo. <sighs> Gonzo Rogers, nice to meet you. That last sentence, Gonzo Rogers, nice to meet you, is something Gonzo says to no one. To himself. To, to himself. It, to the air. I mean... Megan, it's funny because I see you wrote here in the notes about this movie, is every flight instructor unwell? Yes. <laughs> Who is deranged? It's really the pot calling the kettle black because I've yet to meet someone in this film who is not deranged in flying planes. Oh my God. I was like, why is he introducing himself to nobody? And again, it's like, do not learn from this man. He's no. not right. So after that, even though Jake is like, I like this guy, this is fun. 
Tanya calls him and literally the funniest thing after Jake tells her he's going to take Gonzo's class. Could you just listen to this real quick? Jake, please be honest. Um, am I, am I coming on too strong? No, not at all. I have this tendency to be a little aggressive in situations like this. And I just, I I don't want to scare you away. (laughs) She goes, am I coming on too strong? I You kidnapped him. (laughs) Am I coming on too strong? It's like, you literally met him a week ago. You've already like whisked him away into a different zip code and tried to make love. You then... (laughs) won't stop hitting on him you then start to cry when you found out he was taking a class with gonzo i was like yeah you're coming on too strong so next we see annie telling her mom about the separation and margaret vows to not say anything (laughs) and then leaves annie's house and immediately drives to go find jake and i love that energy in a mom that's like fully what my mom would do i'm not gonna do anything while she's texting someone (laughs) um and so jake sees her and he's like gotta get out of here and he's just like and drives away exactly which that's the right that i was was proud proud of of him yeah i'm proud of him yes you cannot engage with Margaret. No, you never. You'll never be right. You'll never break through. Margaret is someone who's out to suck your life force. Jake is actually on his way to his first class with Gonzo. And we see that airplane hangar. And Tanya is there. And she's got a black hat on with no label. So you know she's up to nothing good. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If and you, a glove. If you have a labelist baseball hat, you are bad. That is what we have learned from films. She cuts a cord on a plane, and I would imagine every <laughs> cord. a cord on a plane? I would a imagine wire, every, Megan. A wire. Cut a cord. Wire. I'm like, she's not giving birth. She cuts the cord. <laughs> <laughs> she cuts a wire, and I would imagine that every wire on a plane is needed. Absolutely. I, okay. I think that's very safe to say. Very safe. But then it's like so funny because she managed to do this without getting seen. But then as she's like yeah. leaving or trying to leave, Gonzo spots her. Yeah. And basically they get into this little like a bunch of thinly veiled barbs. Hey, what are you teaching these days? Crash landings? <laughs> uh, I'm going to do a little stunt demo in a minute. Maybe you should stick around and learn how it's done. I'd love to. I will say this, though. Gonzo is so rude to me because, you know, he's making jokes like, you know, oh, you're going to go get someone killed or whatever. And it's like, those aren't burns when, like, a man died. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, oh, you're a bad pilot. No. Gonzo is a chauvinist, a misogynist, all the bad things. Now, does it mean he deserves what's coming to him? I do not know. But before we even get there, Margaret shows up at the class. She's followed him. She has followed Jake's car, honey. She just gets right up to the front of the class and she's like yelling at Jake in front of his entire new class. Is he sleeping with you? Margaret, stop. I don't like you very much, Jake. You want to know why? Oh, do tell. Because you've got the mental capacity of a donut. But for some reason, my daughter's in love with you. And I'll be damned if I'm going to stand back and watch you ruin her life. Berates him through the entire demonstration. And it was just like, first of all, I will say, though, Margaret, she could be a private eye. Because nothing will stop Margaret. She will get into any door and she will come through. And I said, Margaret, that is your tenacity is admirable. But then I also felt like Jake. This is what I mean about Jake being like 
again, a, so passive and not present in his own life. It's like, you are literally in a class surrounded by 30 other people and you're letting this woman just yell at you and talk about how you're trash the entire time? Yeah. Like, I mean, and on. then she's like talking to the flight attendant. Like, is he cheating with you? It's like, at some point you have to be like, Margaret, you can't yell at my <laughs> my new plane friends, you know? <laughs> all, while, all while this is happening, Gonzo is up in the air feeling himself. He's yes. doing his turns. He's doing his loop-de-loops. He is like, <laughs> I am in Top Gun. And this is when the deadly part of this title really starts to kick in. terrible is because before he was like come on come fly with me like he was going to take yeah. a student up with him and then tanya makes a big show of stopping that being mm -hmm. like well you can't bring up a student and then one of the flight attendants is like actually yeah we're not covered we're not liable like we don't yeah. have the insurance and then full-on gonzo crash and i was like <laughs> okay i think the whole school should just be disbanded now everyone should be lucky they didn't go up there with him people well, had their if phones gonzo out dead if Gonzo is dead, how can the school go on? You know? I know. No Who's one can live it? the name of Gonzo Rogers. There's no, there's only one. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Oh my God. Rest in plain. Anyway, um, Tanya shows up at Jake's work. She's just like, which she just like walked into this warehouse and is like, I'm looking for Jake. And Jake and Tanya like go into the break room and they have some sodas this is full-blown idiot stuff, too. It's like, your mom, your mother-in-law owns the company. Thank you. What are, like, and you're getting her a soda at Thank the break room? Yeah. I'm like, Jake. Jake. <sighs> Sorry, I got to take a moment. The dog is about to start screaming. Because Andy's going to take her outside, and she always barks when it's time. Close that door. I'm working here. I'm working here. Okay. So listen to this clip when Jake tells Tanya he's not going to take classes anymore. I can't fly anymore. What do you mean you have to fly? I mean, it doesn't matter what anybody says. Flying's what you were born to do. Am I right? Okay, Megan, I immediately take issue with her saying, flying is what you were born to do. 
You know when they say about men, like, you were thinking with your penis and not, like, Tanya does a lot of thinking with her vagina. Yeah, 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 clitoral thinking. And that very well could be because her brain is damaged from crashing. This is what I'm saying! That, like, the blood has reverted down to her genitals and she's like, listen, up top, not cranking. Down below, we're following those orders from here on out and they're directing me to this dummy who can't fly. (laughs) But I'm going to sure boost him up. Gosh, a woman just always, this is this is why men feel so good is because they've probably met a deranged woman at some point that told them they were good at something that everyone can see they're not good at. <laughs> so, of course, Margaret sees Tanya in the break room and like, it's a wrap, Tanya's got to go. Yeah. And then again, Margaret, a woman who is relentless, shows up at the airplane hangar where Tanya is and is like, stay away from Jake. Look, I'm going to make this simple for you, sweetie. Either you stay away from my son-in-law, or I'm going to tell the people that run this place that you sleep with your students. See how they like that. Now, I don't know about you, but in this moment when I really felt her Cruella DeVille energy, and I noticed she was wearing a red lip with a matching red blazer, I said, this is where Annie gets her love of bold brights. Her and her mother both, they're giving you too much color Mm -hmm. and saying, this is where my power lies. So Mm -hmm. I see that. But then Margaret's like, you know, stay away from Jake. And then Tanya is like, you know, where are you headed? And she's like, I'm going to Santa Barbara. And Tanya- that big meeting. A big meeting. She had a big meeting in Santa Barbara this whole time. And then Tanya goes, I'll fly you there. It'll take like less Mm -hmm. than an hour. And Margaret, she's like, I'm a businesswoman. I know a good deal when I see one. And she's like, I'll get in the plane. And that to me is like, again- you have insulted and berated this woman, mm-hmm. and now she's offering to fly you somewhere. Margaret, think it through. Think it through, Margaret. Well, and she didn't think it through because they get up there, and Margaret is just tearing into Jake. She can't stop in- talking about him. Insulting him. She even says this. Jake's actually a really good pilot. Jake? <laughs> Please. He's three tacos short of a combo plate. My favorite line ever. Best line ever written in any Lifetime movie. Three tacos short of a combo plate. Ooh, wow, I do love a three taco combo plate too. And then she flips it too, because she's like, and if anyone likes Jake, they're an idiot. If anyone thinks he's good at flying, they're an idiot. If any, they're insane. They're in, it's like, you could have just stayed with the focus on Jake, but this seems to obviously make Tanya snap because it's, without Margaret knowing, it is a direct insult with everything that Tanya believes. Exactly. And so- then we see Tanya enact her fantasy from before, and she does turn the plane over, open the door, and push Margaret out. For real. For real. You know what we could have called this movie instead? Throw Mama from the plane. That would have been an alt, because that is what went down. Throw Mama from the plane. And I'm going to tell you this. I was shocked. I'm going to tell you this, though. I don't blame Tanya. This is one of her only moves where I'm like, I get it. Yes. I get it. Yeah. You did what had to be done for society. Yeah. Because I couldn't stand Margaret. Now, I wonder what happens if you see a 70-year-old woman just fly through the air past your window. (laughs) I mean, you wouldn't even see it. It would literally just be a flash of red blazer. You wouldn't even know. Okay, you would think it was like a cardinal. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, you would think it was a giant cardinal. (laughs) Okay, so the coroner calls. He says it's a suicide because we do see Tanya move Margaret's car and like, 
you know, kind of frames it in a way. Right. And and the guy, the coroner is like, yeah, I don't know. She jumped off a building. A lot of people jump off that building. Like, it was, yeah. <laughs> that was like his response. And of course, Annie's like, what? And, and of course, it's like, if you know Margaret, Margaret is not someone who's killing herself. Like, Margaret no. will cheat death. Margaret is saying she will die. Like, you'd have to pry her life out of her cold, dead hands if that makes any sense. Like, Margaret's not dying, you know? No. So Annie's confused, obviously. Exactly. And, of course, that we then see their, the funeral. This is, again, I'm not on Jake's side. Because basically after the funeral, and again, they're still tense because he's convinced Annie cheated on him. Mm-hmm. But after this, they talk about, you know, what are they going to do with the business that mom ran? And Jake picks now of I all know. times Just, to be honest gone. about. I was like, yeah. she did. You're going to say something now she did. It, it, like today, no. she's like in the ground today. I, I think you can just give it. This is the, he doesn't know social things. That's but it's, part no, of it's not stupidity. just that. It's like part of him being like spineless. It's like you couldn't say a word when Margaret was alive, and then the moment she yeah. dies, you're like, yeah, she was terrible. Ever she was mean to everybody. Doesn't make sense. She had her problems, but she wasn't depressed. She was miserable. Don't say that. She wasn't miserable. She was. She was mean to everybody. Me, people at the shop. The only person she was ever nice to was you. Where were you when she was yelling at people about their wives giving birth? Like, Jake, you're useless. Sorry, continue. So Jake um, informs Tanya that him and Annie are going to get back together. Now, I'm guessing he's talking to Tanya because the gonzo class is over. (laughs) (laughs) And also it's like Jake has no friends, even the friend he lives with. Yeah, he doesn't even talk to that guy. He only talks to Tanya. And Tanya's like, you can't get back together with her because that wasn't, I know she's cheating. I know she said she wasn't, but here's more evidence, right? Yes. And then she shows him aerial photos she took Yeah. of Annie and the what, Megan? What's she wearing? Okay, now she is in a bikini and a pink fedora. A yep. bikini. Yep. In their backyard, in their backyard, they have a pool and this boyfriend of hers is applying suntan lotion and then they start hooking up. When did you take these? Last week. She likes getting massaged under the sun. And she likes to do other things under the sun as well. Now... After this, Tanya's like, do you want to fly? Do you want to fly the plane? Like, after she reveals to him that his wife is still cheating. And I just feel like, and see, this is the thing is, I feel like once Margaret died in the movie, I became Margaret. Because everything Jake did, I was like, you're stupid. You're you make idiot. no sense. You're pathetic. Like, I literally was like, you know what? Margaret's spirit came into my body. Because uh-huh. I did not understand why he would go flying with her. No, you're not supposed to fly angry. They end up having some sex. Oh, that's when they have sex? Yes, remember? Because, like, they go up flying. Oh she tries to have God, sex. yeah. And, and here's the thing about it, too. She, like, takes off her clothes and is tr- starting to make out with him in the airplane. But here's the thing, though, Megan. Jake is not a good enough pilot to be having sex in the air. No. That is no. not what you do with Jake, okay? And I, and I think we're in these planes that you have to, like, fly the whole time. Like, they kept making it seem like you could just be, and it's like, this plane, this plane looks like it has the same engine of, like, a sedan. Like, I think you need to be, like, know what's going on. Right. And they're having Mile High Club. Uh, Mile High Club, I thought, was reserved for, like, passengers, (laughs) for, like, the bathroom, not for the cockpit, when both of the people are deranged. Okay, so they have sex. 
Pink Fedora does come back. She's checking the mail. She's at her house <laughs> checking the mail. She goes to give some, and then she discovers from her neighbor, basically her neighbor has a ring camera. And that's how Annie discovers what a ring camera is. Yes. <laughs> like realizes, wait a minute, do y'all got some footage of my house? Uh-huh. And they have a full conversation via ring camera, which I thought was so funny because her her neighbor literally, she's like, oh yeah, I'm talking to you on my ring camera. Like I'm at the store. And then she's like, I'm so sorry to hear about your mom. I'm looking at you through my doorbell camera. Do you see it there? Oh. I didn't even notice. That's the whole point. I kept getting packages stolen off my porch, so I figured I'd get one of these. Very cool. I am so sorry about your mom. How are you holding up? Oh, I'm, I'm okay. Can you imagine <laughs> giving someone condolences via ring camera <laughs> while you're at the store? Like, she's like, what are you doing? Oh, and then as she's like walking away, she touches her fedora. Uh-huh. Did you remember that? She touched her fedora. Yes. Annie touches her fedora and then turns back and is like, can I see the footage the from footage? that camera? Mm -hmm. And it was as though like the fedora is where she gets her power. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it hits her. She's like, yes, my fedora. And that it's, was huge. It's her blessing and her curse. It because is. as Lindsay does show her the footage, she realizes that it is not her. It is some strange woman right. who's in this pink fedora who pulls into her driveway, makes out, and then Annie is able to get the license plate number, tracks down this woman, goes to her house, and finds out that the woman is just a model who was hired to go do this by a woman who claimed to be Suzette, who's obviously Tanya. Of course. And has been set up to do this. And now it's starting to click for Annie. Now, listen to this as the model actress explains the whole situation. Oh man, they didn't get permission, did they? Who's they? The, you know, the photographers. Oh, I knew something was fishy when they paid me in cash. Do you see how hard it is to make it in LA, Megan? She okay. literally goes, they said, go there, kiss this guy. So I did. And That's that Los Angeles in a nutshell. And the thing That's is, this, it. this isn't, she didn't even have to audition. She got this part. Like Cash only. We're talking, she booked it. Uh, I, they could tell me to fly anywhere, drive anywhere, <laughs> put on any colored fedora, kiss anybody that shows up. No. I was jealous she got this part. I'm like, all she had to do was go meet a crazy person, which we do every time we go audition. <laughs> and then she got it? Okay. But I said, that's not fair. However, I will tell you, what did you feel about the moment when the actress showed her, the, her pink fedora Wow! and then put it on. Oh my God. Because there was a moment in this film at which we had two women wearing pink fedoras. Yes. It it, it made me, it reminded me of the parent trap when, <laughs> when Lindsay Lohan sees Lindsay Lohan, you know, like, yeah. it's like, who am I? If I, right. if I have a pink fedora, what is that pink fedora? Right, right. But oh. I also felt like to see two white women in pink fedoras made my brain explode. I suddenly yeah. became dumb as Jake. And I was like, you know what? That's why Jake dumb. <laughs> that pink fedora, he, he married and he see that pink fedora every day and it takes away brain cells. Because when I saw both of them in them pink fedoras, I said, cannot compute, cannot mm -hmm. compute. Mm -hmm. Okay, so in the meantime, while this has been happening, Jake and Tanya have a full-blown falling in love affair like right. they are they're in love tanya's like we're gonna go to mexico on my friend's jetliner i don't even know like yeah, a big, he's got like, like a, a big cargo nice plane one. something a big nice one so jake is like has gone all in on tanya overnight right i don't even right. think it's been overnight i feel like it's been like <laughs> less than 12 hours 
And so this is classic. Jake is in the bathroom showering before their Mexico trip. Yeah. And Annie texts Jake and is like, she framed me. I have proof. Tanya picks up the phone, sees it, responds as Jake, and yes. is like, meet me at the house so we can talk. We love Classic. It. We Classic. love that. That is my favorite lifetime trope. Yes. Meet me at the house. But then we do see Tanya cover her tracks. She goes through and deletes those messages, which mm-hmm. I did like. I'm like, yes, that's what you would actually have to do. Yes, you would. Exactly. Think it through. So Tanya gives Jake some like BS story of right. like, oh, I got to go drop off some more parts. Um, <laughs> I'll meet you at the plane at 3 p.m. And Jake's right. like, oh, I'll come. And it's Jake, get lost. Right. <laughs> But then what does Tanya do instead? What does she do? She stop, quickly stops at the flight school, opens she up that kit, that. gets that Chekhov's chloroform, baby. Just she like got knew she would. Penny, she got to get the chloroform. What mm-hmm. else do you do? And then she also puts basically a f- freight box, like a wooden cargo it's a box. It's a coffin. <laughs> it's a coffin. I like. I've never seen yeah. a cargo box in the shape of a coffin, except for when it had a coffin inside of it. <laughs> so she gets a crypt keeper box <laughs> and she loads it into her trunk. She goes to Jake's house and she chloroforms Annie in the front yard in the broad daylight. Daylight, daylight. <laughs> full on middle of the day. It and Annie like- puts up a fight and screams, and it's just like. Nope, no one in Van Nuys is coming. <laughs> I could not believe it. And then she literally just like puts, ties up Annie, puts her in the coffin box. <laughs> and then I was like, wait a minute, Tanya, you are very strong. I did not know this about you. Your capacity to carry. Oh, Tanya strong. V strong. strong. Puts her in there. And then she's at the hangar about to wheel Annie's body into the plane. And Jake is three hours early. You're early. I know. I thought I'd check out the Gulf Stream, you know? Surprise you. <laughs> Maybe we could take off a little bit before three. Yeah, no, I, I'd love to, but I I, uh, I got to make a drop first. Yeah, that's cool. I'll come with you. Hey, hey, what's going on? What are we doing? We got, what's going on with that coffin? And he's like, oh, I'll help you. Literally helps load his own wife's body into the plane. He is so stupid. I know, Jake. It's a coffin, honey. <laughs> if you saw that shape, you'd be like, Oh, it's like when you see like a carpet rolled up, you're like, there's a body in there. Like, you know what's going on. Okay, so they're up. They're flying the plane. Well, we see the plane flying, but they're not in the cockpit. They are having like some of the some of the most intense sex I've ever seen on Lifetime. I know. On top of the coffin box that Annie is passed out inside of. He is on top of his wife's passed out body as he has sex with Tanya, y'all. Y'all. I, I, Deadly wow. Mile High Club. I couldn't take it. I, I could not take like, it. It was, I was wild. I was gasping. I was shocked. This was maximum was... lifetime. This was peak. This was like one million percent lifetime. This was something that I never thought I would see and I'm so grateful I saw. In all the lifetime, okay, in all the movies of cheating husbands, deadly wives, killer kids, the whole thing, you have never seen a man have <laughs> sex with his deranged flight instructor mistress on top of his passed out wife's body in a box. <laughs> 
It was really beautiful. And I'm, I'm, what, however they had to jimmy it and rig it to make sure the movie went there, I applaud them. Absolutely. Thank you for getting us there. Cause I didn't know I wanted it until I saw it. <laughs> so then Tanya, she's like, oh, Jake's a dummy. I'll be able to tell him the craziest story that's ever existed. She's like, oh, yeah, this is whale food. And they asked, like, a, a marine biologist asked us to dump it into the ocean. And Jake's like, of course, that makes sense. <laughs> so he picks up the clear coffin and is like, wait. This box, is it biodegradable? I, I don't know. Well, you know how I feel about people who litter, right? Well, is this box biodegradable? No, it's not a banana, you idiot. You know how I feel about littering. I said, Jake, I had no she idea. She does not. She I does not no. know. <laughs> she does not know. She doesn't know anything about you except for she thinks that you are her dead boyfriend come back to life. <laughs> Him just coming in real hard about littering was so funny to me. Because I was like, you have, Jake has been such a little, like, again, go with the flow, kind of like, yeah. that suddenly he's like, this littering, that's my line. stance. <laughs> this, is, this is my stance. This is how I feel about the environment. And Tanya's <laughs> like, it's fine, don't worry about it. <laughs> and... Suddenly, Annie comes to bless yes. and yells his name. Jake! What the hell? Jake! Help me! Annie? Yes, it's me! Get me out of here! Oh, my God. And now Jake gets it. He's like, oh, what did you do? She almost yells it like, Jake... <sighs> Like, you idiot. How did, how did we get here? Like, she's like, Jake, it's me. I'm in the coffin. <laughs> Annie and Jake are so funny. But isn't it so, but here's the thing I love though. So quickly, Tanya like puts it on autopilot. Honey, yes. I didn't realize you could just go on and off autopilot like this. I, d- I don't know if you can. <laughs> <laughs> runs back and is literally like, we got to get rid of Annie. She's terrible. And and I helped yeah. you. With, he's like, and I got rid of Margaret. Mm-hmm. You know, so Jake is realizing all of it. Yeah. And, and he's then, like, thanks for that one. Not so much for this one. <laughs> exactly. And then Jake is like, I'm going to call the cops, you know, in the air. I'm like, are you <laughs> sure you're going to get service? But anyway, and then quickly Tanya knocks him out. Puts on uh-huh. a parachute and jumps out the plane. And yes. I said, Tanya's ready. Okay, yes. Tanya was like, I'm not crashing again. I got my parachute this time. Mm-hmm. She and was I, ready to go. I do think that they were, I think you have to be at a certain um, elevation. Altitude? altitude. Altitude. Okay, thank you. And I do not know if they were at that altitude for so, her to jump out <laughs> the plane. But it's okay. You know, we're we're living, in, listen, they just had sex on top of the box. We take we take the things that make sense and we leave sometimes the things that don't. Absolutely. Okay, so Jake is unconscious, got knocked out by a fire extinguisher. Annie is locked in this box. The plane is like gonna crash into this mountain and- Annie comes through. Mm-hmm. Annie shows us what a queen she is. This is what happens when you're petite. Even when you're stuffed in a box, you got room to maneuver. She is able to reach into her pocket, get out her car keys, use that to unscrew the like- The hinges. The hinges, thank you, honey. Purdue University. (laughs) (laughs) Of that lock. Opens the box to free herself, runs over to Jake, and sure enough, Jake is still passed out. We know his brain is not strong. He gone. (laughs) He gone. So she goes and runs to the front and starts to try to fly the plane herself. And yeah. I said, you know what? What did they say? Anybody can fly a plane. 
Mm-hmm. So Annie is trying to make it work. It's not going great, but it's still in the air. And I'm yes. impressed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then literally looks like they're about to crash. And then, of course, the last second, Jake comes and he takes the controls. Jake! Jake, wake up! Come here, come here. You okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm up. I'm up, Annie. I'm up. Bloody head, but he is here, okay? He is here and he is working. And I said, finally, Jake, you have proved your worth. Tanya is on the ground and she is watching the plane. And then Jake is able to like... At the same time, successfully call the police. He does not give them a backstory. He's just no, he like, just radios. He's just like, come. And then <laughs> he is like circling so low yeah. over Tanya that they're almost playing like chicken or tag. Yeah. Like they're it's this like weird game of like capture the flag. <laughs> and he basically gets low enough and close enough that the like exhaust from the plane knocks her over. Yep. Gets her down. Into a cop's waiting arms. The cop just runs up to Tanya, puts her in handcuffs, (laughs) does not check her identity, does not ask her what's going on. I said, doesn't know why he's arresting her. Accurate, accurate. I said, the cop is just coming in and arresting, no questions yes, asked. that is true. That is true. It's but like, it is a blonde woman, so we're like, that's it. Exactly. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, are you sure you don't want to make sure she's not the victim? Um, and then, with zero questions, Tanya gets arrested. Oh, my God. I was like, okay, finally, we're going to, like, this is all going to get handled. We do not see Jake land the plane. And I have to, because I was like, are they going to show that to us? I was almost hoping Annie was going to do everything. And (laughs) and she was going to be like, you dummy, you don't need a class for this. Um, But like, we don't get to see him land because I bet it was rough. (laughs) That's what I'm imagining. Or they had to be like air rescued. He had to be talked through it. He had to be talked through it. He had to be like radioed through it. And it was like, press this button. Tanya, can you get on and actually help him land? He does not know what to do. And she's like, God damn it. We'll we'll shave six months off your sentence if you help. Land the plane. It's like what? Then a few months later, Jake. We see Jake and Annie and at another airplane hangar, and Jake is buying a small airplane of his own. Yeah, from a young man, a young twenty-something guy who looks a lot like Jake. I will say, not the way Jake is supposed to look like original Jake, but literally this Jake and this guy look alike. And I need you to hear the man who Jake is buying the airplane from. Just listen to this guy. You do me a favor, would you? Sure. What? Be good to her. She was my dad's, and before that, she's my grandpa's. We moved around a lot when we were kids, so this is kind of like a family home. Okay, I'm going to say right now, Megan, this man has more of an emotional backstory than Jake, and I wish the movie had been about him. I want to know everything about the family, yes. about the plane. I, I want to, yes, you're right. I want I want a Ruby-esque, like... <gasps> Oh my God! Yes, multiple the films the, about this plane through the this generation. Plane, this yep. family, yes, the yes. plane through the generations. Now maybe See, we can write have that. Such good ideas. I hope they're listening to this. Execs, hello, hello, Annie Networks. Are you listening? <laughs> we follow one airplane over three generations, but the airplane is haunted. Perhaps I don't know. Yeah. Just think about it. So Jake has his plane. Yeah. Annie is by his side. We're like, okay, she's on board. She no longer thinks he's dumb. They support each other. But then Megan, I feel like this movie ended in the funniest way ever. Crazy. Can we just listen to the final exchange between these reconciled lovers? 
What do you think? Are you ready for this? Yeah. Okay, listen to this. Before we take off, there's something you need to know. What is it? Uh, a couple weeks back when we weren't, you know, living together, I, um... What? I slept with Tanya. Huh? Okay, so he confesses he slept with Tanya. Yes. And also, you not only just, you didn't just have sex with Tanya, you had sex with Tanya on top of Annie's body in a box. Yes, and you were running away to a foreign country with her. So, <laughs> you've still left out some things. And then Annie implies that she cheated with her professor, but is like, whatever. Fine. I told you about my professor, right? What about him? Um, never mind. It's not important. I know you can't hear his face in this, but his face is like that rascal. Like he's got like a like a incredulous smirk, and you're like, "What? You guys need couples therapy ASAP. Go on Andy and Naomi's podcast." Absolutely. Thank you so much for that plug. I do appreciate it. Also, I do think that like given this conversation, I'm like, Annie, do not get up in that plane. You about to get pushed out. It feels yeah. like this is the makings for someone else to get pushed out of a plane because y'all are joking about cheating with each other. Mm -hmm. It's like, mm -hmm. it's and, like what? and your mom was pushed out of a plane, you know, like you've yeah, got Tanya, some trauma there. Tanya very much killed your mother. Like it's it's like it's this movie. I'm going to say and this is the thing when I say a movie is wild. Wild is not a value judgment. It's not like good or bad. It is the fact that like when something is wild means it's like this movie to me felt like it was like, um, I felt like I was 30,000 feet in the air. Exactly. Like, it felt like when she was doing the loops yeah, and you're like, yeah. who's driving this bitch's crazy? <laughs> That's exactly, it, it wasn't a roller coaster. It was turbulent. It was turbulent. I feel like it was like relentless. Like it never stopped. And it was like, Tanya was a juggernaut out here yeah. to destroy everything. And then for Annie to come back, but be like, well, maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. <laughs> I'm not, so it's like she was cheating. <laughs> like that's what, yeah. she's like, yeah, I yeah, wasn't yeah, cheating. Yeah. And then she's like, okay, so I wasn't the lady in the pink fedora, but I was cheating. <laughs> so Tanya's right. I mean, that's the moral of the story. Tanya was right. <laughs> oh my God. Whew, this one was it unlike was a fun anything. One. This is a fun one. This one's it unlike was a fun one. I mean, Gonzo alone was worth the price of admission. <laughs> this movie was Gonzo Rogers. You know what I mean? Like I'm saying, this, this film was Gonzo. As they say, Rogers, Captain Gonzo Rogers. And then I nice like how to meet you. his flight attendants were like out of 1960s Pan Am. Like yeah. their whole vibe. It was like, what? What are these uniforms? Who designed those? Is that a Project Runway like right. challenge? I. It was really, it was amazing. I think this movie is a great opportunity for us to choose a real hero and a real villain because this was chock full of characters. Absolutely. Okay, so Naomi, who was the real villain to you? Margaret. My <laughs> true villain was Margaret. I hated Margaret. Margaret was so mean. And it like, <laughs> usually when like they have a tough mom or like anybody, there's some sort of redemption of like, you know, well, after your father died, I had to I had to be the man and the woman. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Margaret was just there to break you. See, and I think Margaret does have a backstory like that, but we just didn't get it. They didn't want us to have it. I hated Margaret. And when she got pushed out of the plane, I was like, Tanya, you did what you had to do. <laughs> Welcome to Santa Barbara, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Megan, what did you think? 
Okay, I think I have to nominate the pink fedora for being the hero and the villain because okay. every time it came on screen, I was so excited. Yeah. But then also it ended up being the demise yes. of of Annie at first and then Tanya because Annie figured it out. So without that pink fedora, where yeah. would we be? Would yeah. Jake be yeah. in Mexico? I don't know. Right. Right. You're very right, actually. Wow. This might be the first time we could really credit an inanimate object that was not a literal weapon with yeah. this power. It, but like it that that fedora was weaponized. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. My gosh. I would go see it in the Smithsonian if they were like <laughs> Deadly Mile High Club pink fedora is now touring the country. Come see it at the Getty. I'd go. I'm there. We're getting tickets. Oh, my God, Megan, if we ever do a live show of the pod, you have got to have a pink fedora. Hello. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, it was like I just it, I, it wasn't bachelorette vibes. It wasn't like spring break. I don't even know where we could find it, but it it spoke to me and it really brought me so much joy every time it came on screen. Oh, my God. I mean, it certainly was. It was. uh it, t- it took up a lot of space. You know what I mean? Like it was yeah. a very active participant in the motion picture in a way that I don't think mm-hmm. any fedora ever has been. And that's beautiful. That's beautiful. All right. Now, extra special movie, Pink Fedora, and extra special new segment for the last part of the episode. We have been asking you guys to call into our voicemail box. <laughs> Okay, 2000. And leave us messages of your wildest real life stories that could be Lifetime movies. And you all have answered the call and then some. Now, we have not heard these, but we are about to listen to them, react, give advice, give condolences, and just give our heart to you. So thank you so much for calling in. And I cannot wait to hear these. 
to my right was the ex-girlfriend that I had been talking about with my hair stylist person for the last 20 minutes. Um, I said hello, and then I left. Anyway, that's my story. Cool. Seems like it could be a lifetime movie. Take care. <laughs> oh, wow. my God. That is like a nightmare. I mean, first of all, congrats on the hair. <laughs> Please feel free to send us a photo. I mean, when she, when she said glasses on, I was like, is yeah. she going to say that this bitch is the one cutting her hair? I know. <laughs> She's like, my eyesight is so bad. I did not. I mean, yeah, this is so I this is like you get caught talking shit. And yeah. that is, this is something that happens to me, I'd like to say, pretty often. <laughs> I, I, like, it's, woo, this is, this is secret shit talking that's not secret. And that's very, very lifetime. But this could be really sinister because I'm imagining she's yeah. like telling her stylist about this woman and they have like a fun little exchange and like a kitty. And then, and then the camera is like, on who she's been talking shit about and we're like oh no we know who that is and they've got like a an evil look in their eyes well i was gonna say i'm like the to me the truly sinister is the one who is being talked about yes and who says nothing exactly because it's very lifetime for someone to be watching someone else do something without saying a word right mm -hmm. parked in a car across the street being like oh yeah i'm just gonna go to this same hair place it's a little stalkery. It's a little, I mean. I'm not saying she was stalking. It sounds like it was a coincidence. It was a, but yeah. If it was a Lifetime movie, they would be stalking you. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. they would know, too, that you can't see without your glasses on. Yep. And you were just like, I'm going to just, I, I can just imagine, too, the ex-girlfriend, you know, getting her hair done and her just, like, putting up a hand to tell her stylist to, like, stop with the dryer, you know? Oh, like, yeah. I got to hear this. Uh -huh. <laughs> you know? Like, she's like, shh. Now, so d I wonder if she heard. Like, do you right. think she? Because the thing is, a, a lot of times you can get away with doing this type of thing when you're getting your hair cut because there's like blow dryers the, going. Right, 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 right. <laughs> exactly. No, I was thinking that. It's like, because in my head, for some reason, they're in dry bar where the seats are like very yeah. close, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, well, half the time when the dryer's on, you can't really hear what's happening. But. Ugh, wow. That is so. Like, I, I have a joke about this. I actually, once a person was so drunk, she started talking shit about me to me. And I, you're going to be disappointed. I did not stop her. See, Megan, no. Why didn't you stop her? Because I wanted to know what she was going to say. <laughs> I wanted to know what she was going to say. That's entrapment. You entrapped her. If you are talking shit about someone to their face <laughs> without realizing that that's who they are, you've trapped your damn self. <laughs> fair, fair. Okay, okay. Whew, okay, I'm ready for another one. Is there another voicemail, Producer Julie? Because that would have me shook. There is. Ooh, All oh, right. Julie's feeling herself. <laughs> Please leave your message. I, I used to have a boyfriend who used like an old iPad of mine. Mm. And after we broke up, um, I finally turned on that iPad oh, and I saw all of his messages on Google yeah. Chat. Um, with, let's say, her name is Lola. Okay. She was um, a And it turns out that the whole time we were living together as a couple, 
he had um, another girlfriend um, who did not know he had um, a live-in girlfriend. And while they were, um, while I was reading the messages, they were like chatting at that moment, making plans. So then I butt in and um, I said something about like, oh, well, yeah, no worries. Anytime works for me because my girlfriend is out of town. And then Lola starts replying like, girlfriend, you guys live together? Does she know that you're into open relationships? Um, So that's how I found out that my ex, who thankfully I dumped for other reasons, um, was telling women that he's into open relationships. Wow. That is good. This is a Lifetime movie. He is like, you know what's particularly Lifetime about it? Mm-hmm. finding messages because yeah. I was as soon as she said the old iPad I was like uh oh some yep. stuff gonna yeah. be downloaded oh, yeah, yeah, some yeah. automatic downloads and so to see his message to see those messages like that's like how you start the thriller that's how the game is afoot mm-hmm. you know like mm-hmm. that's very her- she's a heroine of her own story in this in this iteration people get caught this way more than any other way I've heard of cheating. You know, like this is like the most clap, like, oh, we shared a iPad. We shared, like, I don't even, I I truly, it, it, it baffles me. I have a friend who got a divorce this way. Like, and, and, and they were like, um, I guess I have a lot of lifetime movies circling around me. (laughs) Their, Their spouse was like, I'm leaving you. Uh, we're done. Um, you're a you're a bad spouse, and he took it on and was like, "I'm a bad spouse." And then like found her iPad while she was away that weekend, and she had a full blown other relationship. Oh and so when she God. came back to get her stuff, he was like, "Hey, you dummy! I'm a good spouse." <laughs> you just were cheating. <laughs> well, on that me. was sweet of him, but also like, I'm sorry if you know you're gonna like share something with your partner. Stop syncing all your devices, okay? You don't need to get your text messages on your iPad. You're going to have to unsync. You have got to unsync the devices if you're going to do dirty. And I thought she was going to, like, when she was like, I started answering. I love that. That's, like, amazing. I thought it was going to appear as, like, a third party. But it's like, no, it just came up as it was him. him. Like, people, this happens so much. Like, I don't, we don't want to give people advice on how to cheat. But, like... Just don't unsync your devices. Don't do it on on. And it was her iPad. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like you know. Like I don't know about you guys because I only got an iPhone recently. You know, I I'm very dedicated to droids. Green. We are green dot in my life. (laughs) But I noticed very quickly when I got that iPhone. Like sometimes the text messages will pop up on my laptop. Yeah. As soon as I saw that for the first time, I was like, not today, Satan. And I literally be like, looked up in my settings, how do I make it so that people cannot see my business? And that's the same thing you need to be doing if you got a separate family, yeah. a second life, and you want to borrow your first life's iPad. And see, I love being able to text on my computer. So like mm. I, but I'm not doing anything. You know, right. I have nothing nefarious <laughs> is happening. I just like being able to type to my mom without my thumb hurting. Um, this is, and now I want to know what were the reasons she did break up with him for? Okay. You know, you guys, like, did you see, we need these voicemails. We need you calling in and giving us this tea because Megan and I cannot get enough of the messy. We cannot get enough messiness. As two lifetime hoes. <laughs> Can I call us lifetime hoes? Absolutely. Oh. Those were good. They were so good, I need more. If you want to leave a voicemail about your own personal lifetime movie, hit up 212-424-7338. Again, that is what, Megan? 
212-424-7338. I, w- I was trying to make like a, a jingle. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got it. I got it. I got it. Very Jacoby and Myers injury attorneys. Yeah, that was so fun. Deadly Mile High Club, thank you so much for everything you gave us. Oh, wow. We loved it. Um, Next week's movie, A Murder to Remember. Oh, my God. Isn't every murder one to remember? I, I would hope so. You don't want any forgotten ones. Inspired by Anne Rule's true crime collection, Empty Promises. Okay, Naomi, we're both already in. We love true crime. Absolutely. Uh, Javier, okay, and Robin Rivera are celebrating their one-year anniversary on a camping trip. Not Uh my idea. Not Uh my idea of fun. But when Javier ends up dead, Robin finds herself alone in the rough wilderness. She accepts help from another camper, a mysterious stranger named Sam, and slowly places her life in his hands. But is Sam there to protect Robin, or does she need protecting from him? Oh my God, you guys, listen to this little taste. Ah! And I promise you, I promise you, I don't remember it, but killing Javier was an accident, I swear! We are going to have some fun next week. That's what we're going to do. We're going to have some fun, you guys. And if you haven't seen it, you can catch this movie on Lifetime Movie Club. I'm going to say it one more time and then I'm done because I can't keep, if y'all not going to listen to me, I can't keep running my mouth. Lifetime Movie Club is $3.99 a month. Come on now. Listen to the woman. I love a Lifetime movie. If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, Tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie we talk about next. This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. (laughs) I Love a Lifetime Movie is produced by Julie Magruder with Chris Boniello as editor and sound mixer. Executive produced by Jesse Katz and Ted Butler with original music by Blake Maples. And hosted by Naomi and Megan. Us. 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 I mean, you you should know that by now. If you've gotten to this point, you should know that we're the host. Okay? <laughs> I, it feels like we don't even need to say it, but we'll put ourselves in the credits. 